You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is Skateboarder Extraordinaire, also known as Fix. The year Easter became even more meaningful. In the many years that I served with the youth ministry in the city, I had the privilege of meeting thousands of people that left an imprint on my life. Some I never saw again, and others became friends that enriched my life in ways too numerous to count. Thankfully, some of these friends were also co-ministers that I saw almost daily. My role in the youth ministry was varied and included supervising eight different ministry leaders. One of the ministry leaders I was to supervise was Paul, the director of our skateboard ministry. As I took on the role of supervising Paul, we became dear friends, and at times I also would help out at the skate park as a volunteer. How funny that I a pathetic skateboarder as a teen, was now supervising the director of a skate park and even volunteering at the skate park. The story of how Paul and his wife came to Winnipeg to lead the skate park spoke strongly of God leading them to a ministry that he was passionate about and his wife was extremely supportive of. Paul never thought he would ever be able to marry his passion for skateboarding, graffiti art and ministry But here he was, doing exactly that. Paul was the perfect fit for the ministry. He was gifted, enthusiastic, loved teens, was well-organized, was a great blend of artist, skateboarder, and theologian, and was extremely passionate to see skaters have not only a safe place to enjoy skating, but a place where they would be introduced to Jesus Christ. The skate park soon became the place for skaters from all over the city to be at. It was an indoor space that provided not only a warm place to skate, but bowls, ramps, rails, and curbs to test one's skill on. There was a small skate store inside, place to meet with staff, and the bowl where God Talk took place. God Talk was the short talk given several times a week where the skaters were encouraged to examine having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Often Paul was the one giving the talk, and in time other staff and volunteers would lead God Talk. It was such a unique ministry, and one where many skaters started their faith journey with Jesus Christ. Paul was especially elated when this was the journey a teen skater would want to be on. April 2, 1999 was supposed to be spring, yet winter wanted to give us one more reminder of its fury and unleashed a very wet and heavy snowfall on the city early that morning. Needless to say, it was discouraging, yet strangely fitting that April 2nd was also Good Friday, 
for it was not sunny or cheery, but a very white and somewhat dreary day. I spent a good portion of that good Friday morning shoveling the heavy wet snow from my parking stall so that I could get to the service at church where we would observe the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Several hours later, as I returned home, the phone rang. At the other end of the line was the executive director of the youth ministry I was a part of. I was wondering why he was calling me on a good Friday, and then quickly my question was answered when he told me that Paul had died earlier in the day. What? What did he say? Paul had died? How could Paul have died? Then the story came out of how Paul did die. Paul had taken his three-year-old son out for lunch at a fast-food restaurant close to their home. While having lunch together, Paul collapsed, and his son let people in the restaurant know that he could not wake his daddy up. People came and tried to revive Paul, but were unable to. An ambulance came, took Paul to the hospital, and there he was pronounced dead. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Paul's wife and son were alone now. I thanked the executive director for calling, hung up the phone, and sat on my kitchen floor for a long time. The sobs came, and I just sat on the floor not knowing what to do next. Phone calls started to come from friends and co-workers, wanting to know more details and asking how we could possibly be of help to Paul's wife and son. I moved through the calls numbly, taking time to weep over the loss of Paul, the loss it was for his wife and son the loss it was for the skateboarders, and the loss it was for those of us who were his friends. Good Friday now held deep sorrow due to the loss of a friend. The next days were a blur. I went to Paul's home and tried to help his dear wife in any way that I could, for their families were all living a long way away from our city. It was odd to be in Paul's home without him present, for my relationship with him was as a co-minister and friend, but in the context of ministry, not our personal life. Although I knew Paul's wife somewhat, her gracious acceptance of my help and involvement at such a traumatic time allowed us to develop a deep friendship, and one I treasure to this day. After spending time with Paul's wife and son, it was time to gather the many volunteers and staff who had served with Paul at the skate park. What a gathering it was, as the staff... Many, many volunteers and I met to process his death and how it had impacted us all. Over 40 young people, mostly young men, all sat in a circle with me, and I offered them time and space to share why they loved Paul, what they were grateful for in having known him, and how they were feeling. We sat together for many hours as they shared and cried, cried and shared and cried. It was holy and beautiful, yet painful. Then the day of the funeral came, April 8, 1999. Paul was in an open casket so that the many, many who wanted to say goodbye to him could see him one more time. The church was filled to overflowing with young people, mostly young men who came from all walks of life and cultural backgrounds, with one thing that bound them together, a love for Paul and a love for skateboarding. It was very amazing to witness the incredible impact Paul had on so many young men. As several of the staff, volunteers, and young skaters shared their reflections on their relationship with Paul, there was laughter, 
silence, and tears. Many referred to Paul as one with who they could be themselves, ask any questions, and who was faithful to them. They spoke of Paul's sense of humor, his artistic talents in graffiti, but most of all about his love, which stretched across all barriers into their hearts. They spoke of how this love not only drew them to Paul, but to Jesus, whom Paul followed and loved. The funeral was a celebration of Paul's life, his relationship with Jesus Christ, and the impact he had on so many. The funeral was a time to honor Paul. The funeral was a time to reflect on how life was going to be so different for his wife and son and for us all. Joy and sorrow were definitely mingled together in those days. Joy at the ministry Paul had. Sorrow that he wasn't there to continue it. Joy Paul brought into the life of his wife and son. Sorrow that he no longer could contribute to those relationships. Joy at the friendship I had been able to share with Paul. Sorrow at the loss of that friendship. Christopher Isaac's instrumental piano music has nuances of joy and sorrow to it. Chris is a Winnipeg-born keyboardist who performs an eclectic repertoire, ranging from jazz standards of the 20th century to reimaginings of themes from popular culture. Chris describes his music as a mixture of jazz, blues, boogie-woogie, and nerdiness. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? There are screens everywhere, on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, any time and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Although it was difficult to accept Paul's death, it was something that he would die on Good Friday, the day symbolizing the death of Jesus Christ whom Paul loved, followed and wanted others to know about. 
Good Friday is a sorrow-filled day as we acknowledge the death of Jesus Christ. But we know that joy is coming, for we know the rest of the story. Easter Sunday comes, and the joyous celebration begins of Jesus being resurrected from the dead. This truth was the passion of Paul's life, and why he so loved being a minister to skateboarders. Several years ago, as I was working at my travel agency position, several young large firefighters came into our office to see if we were to code as far as fire escapes, fire extinguishers, etc. were concerned. I was on the phone and soon noticed a firefighter towering over my desk, waiting for me to get off of the phone. Once I did, I looked up and saw what seemed to be a familiar face. The young man's face lit up as he asked if I remembered him. I responded that he looked familiar, and then he told me who he was and how he knew me. Next thing I knew, I was lifted off of the floor in a huge hug from him. He was now a young man in a career he loved, who told me that he had been a broken and hopeless young skater boy. However, meeting Paul, how Paul loved him, and that Paul introduced him to Jesus Christ— made all the difference for this young man, and he wanted to tell me that. We shared some stories, some tears, and then he was off with the other firefighters. I will conclude with Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, where Paul, an apostle of Christ, writes these words. The New Living Translation reads, For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. Paul Skateboarder Extraordinaire knew this. He lived this. My hope and prayer is that we will also live this way. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Music